Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson about cities. Now, you might think, Bob, you live out in the country. What could you possibly know about cities? Well, I have not only been to some major cities. I actually lived in a big city when I was in university. So, I do know a little bit about cities. I did a lesson I think a year ago on the city versus the country and I looked over that lesson and thought, I haven't done a lesson specifically about cities. So, in this English lesson, we'll learn some words and phrases that you can use when talking about the city. I'm sure some of you or most of you live in cities. Not everyone lives out in the country. I know some of you do but I think most of you will appreciate some of the words and phrases that I'll be talking about in this lesson about cities. Before we get started, just a few things to note. One, uh, I want to mention that Todd and Dave are moderating today. Although, I haven't seen either of them yet. I'm sure they'll arrive shortly. I do wanna say hi to Madi and Semra and Eugene from Etobicoke and Tony who is here. Wanna say hi to SEO Wu and Julia Olise. Judith is here as well and Ario and Freddie Wolf. So many familiar faces when I scroll back and a few new faces too. Hi to Romello. Um, and Maha and Paul and so many other people joining us for this lesson. Remember, if you have a question, the link will be shared in the chat uh, and Dave and Todd will post it regularly as well as Nightbot. Please use that form to ask a question about the lesson, okay? Uh, I usually don't answer general English questions on a Friday morning lesson. I like to stay on topic. So, uh once again, if you want, please have fun English conversations in the chat but if you have a question, use the link that either Dave or Todd will share. Oh, there's Dave. Hi, Dave. Good morning, Dave. Good to see you. Um let's see here. I I think we should probably get this lesson started. What do you think? Downtown. So, when you have a city It can sometimes be referred to as a town although a town is smaller than a city but sometimes a nickname for a city is to just call it a town. Um and the oldest part of the city, usually the oldest part or the place where the city started many, many years ago is called downtown. So, when you go to downtown Toronto, it's like the oldest, busiest part of the city. Most cities will have what's called a downtown. Uh again, a downtown is the older part of the city where the city was founded, where the city was uh first came into existence. If you ever visit Canada and you're able to go to downtown Toronto, I think you will really enjoy it. Some places also call it the city center. It depends on what country you're in and what city you're in. We generally in Canada use the word downtown but I know there are a few cities that talk about the city center. The city center, it's very similar to the word downtown. It is the central area of the city. It might have a town square. Even though it's a city, it might have a town square. It might have a big open area where there's a market on Saturdays or something like that or festivals on the weekend but downtown, and city center are both very, very similar phrases and it will just depend on what city you are visiting. Depend, it'll, the city will determine what it is called. Many cities have a main street. So, interestingly enough, listen carefully. Main street might be called main street. The actual name of the most important street in the city might be main street. When you see the sign, it will say main street. But you can also use this to describe a road that is the main street but has a different name. In Toronto, the main street in Toronto uh is actually called Young Street. It's one of the longest streets in the world but most cities will have a main street. A main street where it's usually connected to the downtown. Not always but it's usually part of the downtown and uh main street is uh usually its name but sometimes it has a different name. And I was gonna use another phrase there, the downtown core. Sometimes we add the word core when we're talking about the downtown area of a city. So, in the downtown core, you will usually find Main Street in most cities. You might also live on the outskirts. The outskirts of town are where the city meets the country. 
So, if you live on the very edge of the city, you are on the outskirts of the city or if it's a town, you're on the outskirts of the town. Uh the outskirts in this picture, you can see clearly that there is a farmer's field right beside houses. So, the outskirts are located right where the city ends. Sometimes, you'll talk to someone and say, um I'd like to visit you. Where do you live? And they'll say, oh, I live on the outskirts of the city. Take this road and you will eventually see my house. If you see fields, you've gone too far. Um usually, housing on the outskirts of the city uh is relatively new. So, a lot of times, newer houses will be found on the outskirts of the city because as the city grows, they expand into the surrounding countryside. And we also have something called the suburbs. The suburbs are a residential area. I'll talk about the word residential in a bit. It's a place where people live. Cities have many different areas, many different zones or districts but what we call the suburbs is the place where a lot of people live. You'll find a lot of houses. You'll find some apartment buildings. The suburbs are very common in North America and it may have other words in other English speaking countries but in Canada and in the United States, the place where most people live in a city uh, is usually outside of the downtown area and we call it the suburbs and the suburbs can be close to the outskirts of the city. You might find a particular kind of neighborhood there which is called a subdivision. A subdivision is a place where they build roads and houses. Sometimes the houses especially in Canadian subdivisions look very very similar because they try to build a lot of houses with a similar style to keep the costs down. When every house or every other house has the same design, it's a little cheaper to build those houses. So, you might find subdivisions. I'm sure uh a few of you live in a subdivision. I know many of you live in the city in an apartment building but I imagine some of you live uh in a subdivision. And I'm gonna talk a little bit about the different areas of the city. So, you have a residential area which I mentioned earlier. This will depend on how your city was designed. Some cities mix all of the areas together but in newer cities in North America, they were very deliberate about having residential areas where people live. So, a residential area contains houses, apartment buildings, etcetera and it's a place where people live. A commercial area is a place where you'll find lots of stores. So, when I go to my local uh the closest city to me, it has residential areas that have lots of houses or two-story houses or small apartment buildings and then every few blocks, there will be a commercial area where there's a grocery store and a Walmart and a few fast food restaurants. So, they've designed the city to have specific areas. So, once again, residential is where people live. Commercial is where you find lots of stores. On the edge of the city, you might have an industrial area or an industrial park. This is where you'll find factories and places where they do manufacturing. You might also find office buildings depending on the type of city that it is but a lot of cities have been divided up into distinct areas. If you've ever played the game SimCity on the computer, SimCity is a game where you design a city and you designate where people can live, where stores will be and where there will be factories and then the computer builds the city for you. If your city is big enough, it might have a financial district. So, if your city is a very large city like Toronto or Montreal or New York City, there might be a specific area of the city where there are a lot of banks, where there's a lot of um uh money investing people, stockbrokers and those types of things, mortgage companies and we would call that the financial district. I think this is the Bank of England by the way. Um it's not a financial area. For some reason, we now use the word district. So, it's residential area, commercial area, industrial park or industrial area and then financial district. So, a place where you will find a lot of banks. And then we have a new new-ish word, relatively new and that word is green space. 
Green space um, is any place in the city where there's grass and trees. So, it includes parks but it can also include small walkways and pathways. It can include having um like small parks or trees along the side of the road and it's a little wider than normal. Uh it can include like a skate park with a lot of trees and grass around it. A skate park is where kids go to skateboard. Um in Canada, we are trying to include more and more green space uh when we design our cities because green space is just really healthy for people. So, uh hopefully, your city has a lot of green space and you enjoy it a lot. Um living in a city with very little green space means you have to travel really far to get to a park or an outdoor area. Hey, let's look at a few questions here. Let me thank the 391 people who are watching. Good to see all of you here. I hope you enjoy this lesson about cities. Let me get to my question form here and see what's going on. I'm using a different mouse today. So, hopefully, the clicking works well. CryptoPal says, hello, Bob. In your opinion, which one is better? City life or country life? How do you compare these? Well, they both have their benefits. There are times when I miss the city and if I was to live in the city, the things I would like would be that you can take a taxi or Uber, that you can get pizza delivery, That if you need milk, you can go just around the corner. You can probably walk to the store. When you live in the country, none of those conveniences are available to you. But when you're in the country, you have fresh air and you have lots of space. So, I would say at this point in my life, I prefer the country. But when I'm older, I think I will want to live in the city again. I think I will look forward to that. Uh let's see here. Similar question. Hi, Bob. Benefits and drawbacks of city life and country life. The biggest drawback of city life, I think, is noise and pollution. Um I'll talk about both of those a little bit later. Uh the biggest drawbacks of country life. Um sometimes there's a lot of farm equipment driving around late at night. Although, that's nothing compared to the city, is it? Um I think the only drawback of the country is you have to drive really far if you need anything. That's the biggest drawback. Uh let's see here. So, Judith says, hi, Bob. What can you describe as iridescent or myriad in a city? So, myriad means like a variety, lots and a variety. So, there's a myriad of stores in the city. If you go to a downtown area, it's really cool to see all the different shops and then the city at night is just, the city at night glows. It's something really cool about the city. Uh, to see the lights at night. Um give me one second here. Let's see here. Yeah, let me get to the next question. Yaroslav, similar question. Morning, the wisest teacher, Bob. What is, little is there, what is the main disadvantage of living in the city for you? Take care. I think it's, I think I would feel crowded. That's one thing I haven't mentioned yet is I would feel like there's a lot of people around me um and I think if I lived in an apartment building, I might get annoyed if I could hear my neighbors like maybe my neighbors would play loud music or maybe they would yell at each other. I think that would be a disadvantage for me of living in the city. Um let's see here. Next question from Salah. Relationships between people in villages and the countryside are strong. Because neighbors do not always change. In cities, your neighbor may die and you do not know. So, that's an interesting point that you make. Out in the country, we live far away from our neighbors but we know our neighbors really well because sometimes, I've used this example before, sometimes the power goes out, there's no electricity and you drive to your neighbor to see if 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 their power is out, do they need help with anything Out in the country, people know their neighbors quite well and you take care of each other because there's not very many of you. So, you kind of have to um watch out for each other and take care of each other. In the city, there's so many people, it's probably hard to get to know everyone who lives around you. Let's see here. Next question. Ruslan, hi, dear teacher Bob. What kind of city architecture do you like more? Contemporary skyscrapers like in Dubai? or medieval style of Venice and Prague. Best wishes. I think I like both but if I had to choose, I think I like the old more than the new. Um 
don't get me wrong. I love new buildings. They're very cool. They look awesome but there's something cool. I've been to Quebec City and the old part of Quebec City is just very beautiful. The buildings are hundreds of years old and they have a lot of character. Um I'm sure though if I had to live somewhere for a long time, I would prefer living in a brand new apartment building for sure. Um let's see here. Mootlock says, what is the difference between village and town? So, it's probably size. Like a village is quite small in Canada. A town is a bit larger and then a city is larger still. Um but we sometimes use the word town when we're talking about a city. Like if I lived in Toronto and someone came to visit me, I might say, how long are you in town for? It's kind of a funny phrase, isn't it? Because I'm in a city but I'm using the word town. Uh let's see here. Notif says, hello, Bob. I'd like to learn more cities in Thailand. So, what can I do in Bangkok? I don't know but the internet is amazing now. If you want to visit a city, you can learn a lot about that city before you visit it and you could even watch YouTube videos of someone else visiting that city. Um and I'm not sure. Jen and I haven't traveled a lot but if I was going to travel, I'm not sure I would watch too many YouTube videos because I wouldn't want the trip to be spoiled. I'd want some things to be a surprise before I go on the trip. Um sorry, just a quick check there. Um next question from Aslan. Hello, Bob. What's the difference between city and town? Thanks. So, a city is definitely bigger than a town. 100%. Um next question from Stocklaws. Hi, teacher. Is there an easy way to know when I should use on or in? in my city or on my city. It's almost always in my city. In my city, there's lots of housing. In my city, there's really cool restaurants. You wouldn't really say like I would say this, you know, there a lot of rain fell on my city last night. A lot of snow fell on my city. I can't think of another way to use on. It's almost always in and to like I'm gonna move to the city. I came from the city. Now, I'm just getting confusing, aren't I? Sorry about that. Uh let's see here. Kurdish says, hi, Bob. You mentioned city center. Is it center or center and which one is correct if we write essay or exam? Thanks. I am Canadian. So, the Canadian spelling is the first one. C-E-N-T-R-E. So, you need to be careful because Canadians flip the R and E with some words, especially words like center. Um so, it depends what test you are taking. So, make sure you double check what spelling is going to be used when you take your uh exam but in Canada, uh we do this a little bit. So, sorry, I should have mentioned that when I said city center. Fyodor says, hello, Bob. Could you say a few different examples of the differences of the English speech of people from the country and from the city? There's not a lot of difference in in Canada between people from the country and city. There's more of a difference in what part of the country you are from. People from the east coast of Canada have a slightly different accent than people from Ontario where I'm from and people from the western part of Canada have a slightly different accent. It seems to me that people from Toronto and people like myself have the same accent. So, I don't think there's a difference between the city and the country which is quite common in like European countries um but in Canada, I think it's more regional. Uh let's see here. Liu says, hi, teacher Bob. Can you name the three best things when people live in a city? I prefer a small town. Good one. I think the three best things about living in the city. If you have an apartment that's really high, you have a really nice view. The second thing would be there's lots to do in the city. There are many, many things to do in the city. Um in the country, there's not a lot to do. Um and then what would be the third thing? Just all of the conveniences. Like I said, if you ran out of milk, you could just walk around the corner to a store to get milk. I can't do that. I have to drive for almost 20 minutes if I run out of milk. Uh let's see here. Eva. Hi, Bob. Nice to see you. I have one question. What What are the differences between outskirts and remote areas? Thank you. They're the same. Outskirts is just a very specific word to talk about the edge of the city, okay? 
Um remote areas would be probably outside the city. Like he lives in a remote area. If I say that sentence, it makes me feel like that person. Sorry, my camera just turned off. It makes me think that person lives out in the country. Okay. So, outskirts would be the edge of the city. Remote area would be outside of that area. Uh let me see here. Let's do one more question and we'll get back to the lesson. While I'm doing that, um I'll thank the 400 people who are watching. I didn't look. Oh, 470. Hey, if you're new here, you should click this subscribe button um because then you'll get notified when I do a new English lesson. Um Ario, similar question. Ola, Mr. Bob, what's the difference between a city and a town? A town is smaller than a city. I would say this. A town in Canada might have one hospital. A city will probably have two or three hospitals. So, you can kind of see a town will have one McDonald's, maybe two McDonald's. A city will have many, many McDonald's. So, that's kind of a little a little indicator of the size difference between the two. Uh let's see here. Green space we did. The theater district. If your city is big enough, you might have an area called the theater district. This is a place where you would go to see a play, not a movie. You would go to see a play. Cities like Toronto have a theater district. Um this is the Royal Alexandra Theater. I think I've actually been there. I think I saw Mamma Mia there when I was younger. I think so. Um and if you go to a city like London, it might have a theater district. A really cool place to go if you want to see a play. Um theaters have been closed of course for a very long time but they are just starting to open again. I think in New York, uh the theater district is starting to open. I think you can go see a show on Broadway now. Uh, if you're vaccinated, I think. And in Toronto, I think things are starting to open up a little bit too. You also have what's called the city limits. So, a city actually has a border. I'm not sure if you knew that but there is a spot where the city ends and the countryside begins or another city begins if there's two cities beside each other. And we would call that the city limits. When you're driving to Toronto or when you're driving to a a city like Hamilton, you will see a sign that says welcome to Toronto or welcome to Hamilton and that would be the city limits. It's the edge of the city. It's the border. There's no border guards. There's no line on the road. There's just a sign when you're driving along that says, you know, welcome to the city or it says you are now leaving the Toronto uh city limits or you're leaving Toronto. Uh you would see that at the city limits. There is something called a city block. I'm not sure this is the best picture but you can see that. I don't think I can move my mouse on this picture. Sorry. But there is a square design to this city where you have a road, a road, another road and another road and everything in the middle would be called a city block. We often use this the word block when we're giving directions in a city. If someone says, um is the museum that way? The response the response might be, yes, it's about four blocks. So, go four blocks this way and then go two blocks to the right and you will arrive at the museum. So, again, a city block is the square area between four roads in a city. It can also have different shapes depending on how your city was designed. I think the interesting thing about North America is that many of our cities are so young that they have very geometric designs to them. In Europe and in other parts of the world, the cities are quite old and the streets might not be straight. Many cities in Canada have straight roads because they built the city using that style and so you have city blocks. A city block can also be a triangle like you could call that a block but usually it's a square. And then neighborhood. So, a neighborhood is just a word to describe an area that has a lot in common with the other houses there. So, you might live in a really nice neighborhood. That would be like your house and a few of the houses around you. It might be a few city blocks. It might be one city block um but you might when you move to a city ask um someone who knows the city, what's a nice neighborhood to move into? And they'll say, oh, there's a really nice neighborhood down by the lake. Um you should move there. So, a neighborhood 
It's not the same as a block. A block is very defined. A neighborhood can be um a rather large area or a small area and it can have really cute houses that have similar styles. Um it might have people um a neighborhood might have a lot of people who all came from one country. Um sometimes that happens as well. Um but definitely um if you move to the city, ask around and find out what's a good neighborhood to move into. Uptown. So, here this is gonna be a little fun to define. Some cities, most cities have a downtown. Some cities have an uptown. But uptown means something different maybe in each city, okay? So, uptown, you need to ask why it's called uptown because it will be different. Uptown might mean the northern part of the city. Uptown might mean the part of the city that's higher than the rest of the city. Uptown might mean where the rich people live. So, you really need to ask people in the city why it's called uptown. In Toronto, uptown is just the northwest part of the city. We call that uptown uh, Toronto. Um but you need to find out. So, again, uptown can be the northern part of the city. Uptown might mean the part of the city that's higher than the rest of the city. It's kind of on a hill. Uptown might be the part of the city where all the rich people live. And then we have something called Midtown. Midtown is usually similar to downtown but uh in Toronto, Midtown refers to kind of the business area of the town. So, if you go to Midtown Toronto, you'll see a lot of office buildings, okay? Again, Midtown is similar to Uptown. You need to ask. You should ask around and say, I need to go to Midtown. Why is it called Midtown? And they'll tell you why it's called Midtown and where it is. You might also have the east end, the west end, the north end, the south end. So, as a city gets larger, people might say, oh, you're looking for that. Oh, it's in the north end of the city or it's in the west end of the city. They might even say the side like the east side, the west side, the south side. Again, these are unique to each city. In London, England, I think they use east end, west end and those types of terms. Um I think in New York, they might use east side, west side. They might even say upper west side. So, you need to kind of learn your compass directions and the word end as well. Things you might find in the city. So, I'm gonna just go over a few things you'll find in the city that you probably won't see in the country. One of those is a one-way street. A one-way street is of course a street that you can only go down in one direction. I like one-way streets once I know where they are. I don't like one-way streets if I'm unfamiliar with a city because it can get confusing. You're, you you want to turn and then it's you're not allowed to turn because it's a one-way street. You'll see mass transit. So, mass transit is the general term for things like the subway, the metro, um let's see here, uh streetcars, um trams, uh I think even taxis and Uber might fall under that but I think mostly you're talking about city buses, the subway, the metro. Maybe it's called um I'm trying to think of it might just call it the train. Um definitely streetcars and those kinds of things. Um and then in I think in Quebec, they had a funiculaire which was like a little train elevator that went up. Um I don't I said it included taxis and Ubers but I don't think it does. I think mass transit refers to definitely things like buses and the subway. You'll definitely see skyscrapers in the city. A skyscraper is a very very tall building. Um one of the things I like about going to the city is I like looking at the skyscrapers. Uh it's really cool to see buildings that are that tall. You don't see those in the country. They're called skyscrapers because it looks like they touch the sky like they're scraping against the sky. Very, very cool. The city has a nice skyline. So, the skyline is the shape of the city from far away that lets you identify it. If you see the skyline of Toronto, you can recognize it because you see the CN Tower You might also see the Rogers Center. I think that's what it's called now. The Sky Dome (laughs) which is the white thing in the middle. So, when you look at a city from the outskirts of the city, especially at night, sometimes during the day, you can see the shape of the city uh, and we would call that the skyline. Um your city might have a bike share program. 
a bike share program. These are becoming quite popular. In fact, there are even things um so you can rent a bike. You have an app on your phone and you can punch in a code and then you can rent a bike. I think in some cities it might even be free. Don't quote me on that. Um and some cities do this with scooters as well. A scooter, a little electric scooter might be kind of cool to use if you are exploring a city. But definitely you will find uh bike share programs in some cities. You will find city hall. Almost every city in their downtown area will have city hall. It might also be called town hall. Even if it's a city, it might be referred to as town hall. Um but city hall or town hall is the place where the mayor works, where the city councilors work, where the people who have been elected to run the city go every day for work. So, if you are in a large city, you probably have a city hall. I think you can even get married at city hall. I think a lot of people get married in churches still but you I think can go to city hall if you want to get married as well and the justice of the peace will marry you. And then of course, city lights. One of the coolest things about cities, I think this is a city in China by the way. I'm not 100% sure. Um is the city lights. At night, a city is beautiful. I'll talk about light pollution a little bit later but at night, a city has a beautiful glow to it and it is lit up and the city lights can just be really, really cool to look at. I in particular really like city lights. I don't live in the city so I <laughs> I could appreciate them when I visit the city. Hey, we're gonna switch to members only chat mode for a sec. Give me a moment here. As I'm doing that, let me thank uh the 500 or so people who are watching. If you're wondering what's happening right now, I am switching to members only chat mode. Members are people who have clicked the join button somewhere and they have decided to help support me in the work I do teaching English on YouTube. What you do is very, very helpful. Thank you again so much for being members. It helps me to pay for internet and in exchange, I do some things for you. You get an extra video on Wednesdays. You get to have your name in green and a crown during live lessons and you get to participate in members only chat. And then Audi is saying, yes, it's Shanghai. There we go. Um let's go back to the slide for a sec. I should have put a note on here as to what city it was. While I am answering questions directly from the chat from members, I will also keep answering questions from the form. From Natalia, my questions are, I live in or on the outskirts? Is it necessary to add something in the end like the outskirts of the city of Manchester? Depends. First of all, it's definitely I live in the outskirts or I live yes. I live on the outskirts of the city. You can use both. Where does he live? He lives on the outskirts of Toronto. He lives in the out. We would use probably on more but it's one of those funny ones where you can almost use both but I would say use on 100% now. Um where does he live? He lives on the outskirts of the city. He lives in the outskirts of Toronto. Wow. What what a tricky question to tell you. I live in the outskirts of the city. I live on the outskirts of Toronto. I think when you mention the city name, you need to use on and when you're just using the word, you can use in, okay? Where does maybe I don't know if Sean's here from free 99. Maybe Sean could help us with this one but where does he live? He lives oh, he lives in the outskirts. Where does he live? He lives on the outskirts of Toronto. That's what I would do. So, hopefully, that's correct. We'll find out. Uh let me see here. Questions from Julia, hi, dear teacher. As you already explained my question, so I don't have questions. I just thank you. By the way, I like how you indicate things in pizza and McDonald's equivalent. I will understand immediately. Yeah, there's an interesting theory um that you can measure a lot by comparing it to McDonald's, like the size of the city. Um you can understand a lot about a country by how much a Big Mac costs in that country. So, McDonald's is like this common point you can use. Um <laughs> Sean says, come on members, let's chat. Key Park says, hi, Bob. Sorry, I'm a bit late today. No problem, Key Park. Rod says, I've seen Mamma Mia some 10 years ago. I was much younger. So sad. Yeah, I would like to go see a live show again. It's been a while since I've been in the theater, Rod. It would be a lot of fun. Uh Julia says, hi, Sean. Ricardo, good morning, teacher Bob. I wonder one of the most important things in cities is the public transportation. What do you think? I think you are correct. I think public transit, mass transit 
is super important for a city. The better their infrastructure, infrastructure means roads, um internet, mass transit, the better the city runs, the more successful and nicer the city will be. So, I think that uh subways, streetcars, um buses, all of those are super, super important. Um Audi, what is the coolest city in Canada? I really like Toronto but I think that's because it's the first city I ever visited and it's the closest city to me but I do also really like Quebec City because I lived there a long time ago for about 10 months. Um it's a beautiful old city. Um wait. Audie didn't ask about the coolest city. Audie asked about the coldest city. (laughs) I read the question wrong. Um so, the coldest city in Canada is probably Edmonton. Edmonton and Calgary and Winnipeg. Uh I'm gonna go with Winnipeg actually. Winnipeg is probably the coldest. Those cities are just really cold. Um Ottawa's cold as well, Montreal but when you go to western Canada, uh some of those cities are very, very cold. Um Sean just says, I usually just say I live just outside the city. Yes, that's probably a good way to say it as well. Maria C, hello, Bob. How are you? I think you said that you lived in the city before. What did you like most of living in that place? Would you consider to move there again in the future? Have a nice day. So, I was in university. What I liked the most about living in the city was that and this goes with being young. You could go to anything you wanted anytime you wanted, okay? So, the city I lived in had movies at midnight. You could go watch a movie at midnight. Um if you wanted to go grab a bite to eat with some friends, you could go at 11 o'clock at night. None of those things are possible here without driving a long ways. So, I think Maria C, I really, really liked that it was just very spontaneous. If one of my roommates said, hey, let's go uh let's go get a pizza and have something to drink, we would just jump in the car and go. Didn't matter what time it was. Um let's see here. Samra says, hey, Maria C. Marco says, after a few days to get over COVID, I'm back again. Unfortunately, I have work meetings in the same time. Hee <laughs> hee. So, I'm glad to hear that you're over it, Marcos. And I hope you enjoy being back at work. Eugene, the Etobicoke District Government Town Hall will relocate very close to our living place. After that, we will live in the city CBD area and very convenient. Subway station, bus station, 100 meters away from where we live. Oh, that's cool. Um central business district. I think that's CBD. Um you can quote you can correct me on that if you want. Yeah, there's a town close to me called Grimsby and Grimsby is going to get go train service in the next year or two and that has made the place very attractive. Go train is the train that goes all the way to Toronto. Um it's kind of the it's not the subway. It's it's just a train that brings people in from outside the city. Um Rod says to Marcos, I hope you're 100% recovered. I do as well. And Mickey says, hey, Mr. Bob, could you give us an example using toward as if you were giving someone information to get somewhere? Thanks in advance. So, if we were in Toronto and you were like, I'm trying to get to Union Station, I would say, okay, you see the CN Tower? Just walk toward the CN Tower and eventually you'll get there, okay? That's how I would use that. Um... Regina, Saskatchewan is pretty darn cold too. Yes, those western cities like not western, sorry, like BC is very mild, British Columbia on the west coast of Canada but Manitoba, Saskatchewan and Alberta are middle provinces, western middle. Um they're very cold. The northern parts of those provinces are very, very cold. Um and Sean, neither Sean nor I live there. We live in a more moderate area, I think. Uh let's see here. Maria C, I really prefer the city but of course, it's a matter of taste although I believe that each place has its pros and cons. I would agree. Um in an ideal world, we would all have a little place in the country and a little place in the city but uh that's not possible for everyone. Marcos says to Rod, thankfully, yes, thank you. Key Park. So, can I say downtown might mean south or low or poor part of the city, Bob? Not necessarily and it might depend on the city. For me, downtown almost always means the oldest part of the city or town. When I think about the downtown area of the the cities and towns around me, this is very Canadian or North American maybe. It usually means um 
the oldest part of the city where the city began. Uh, Sean from Free 99 says, I used to live in Regina for three years. Yeah, that's probably quite cold and it's flat, right? So, when there's a north wind, it just rips through the city. There's nothing to, there's no hills or there's not a lot of trees to stop things. Uh, Wanda, are there parties between farmers in the countryside in Canada? Yes, there definitely are. They're almost always outside. Um, we all live on large properties and we sometimes at night have a fire and other people come over and sit around the fire. Samra, hello, Bob. I really enjoyed listening to you. Thank you for your helpful lives. No problem. And Key Park says, oldest park. I get it. Yes. I would definitely say it's the oldest uh, oldest part of the city. Uh, let me check something here. Okay. Let's switch back to everybody can chat time and let's get back to the lesson as well. Let me do that switch. Uh, Sean from Free 99 English says, oddly enough, uptown here is actually the oldest part of the city and it's on the south side. Yeah. So, definitely important to figure out from the people who live in the city what uptown means. It can have a lot of different meanings for sure. Conveniences. We've talked a little bit about this during the lesson but one of the things that you have in the city is you have a lot of conveniences. I did a lesson a few months ago or a few weeks ago on conveniences. Conveniences are things that make life nicer or easier. There are certainly a lot of conveniences in the city. You have taxis. You can get an Uber. You can get pizza delivered. Um you can, let me see, you can go for a walk to almost anything. If you wanna go to a restaurant or a bar or a theater or to go see a movie or to do some shopping, you can walk most likely. Um it's just kind of cool, I think, the conveniences that you have in the city and you also have really, really fast internet in the city compared to the country. My internet is fast but it's also expensive. So, thank you members for helping out with that. Um some cities have what's called a bypass. A bypass is a large highway that goes down the middle of the city. It might go around the city and it's a place where you can travel very quickly from one end of the city to the other. It might be called a bypass. It might be called a beltway. It might be called a belt line. Um it has a number of different names and it might be unique to that city and some cities have more than one but what it is and you can see in the picture is it's a highway that goes right through the city or maybe it goes around each side of the city uh, and it makes it a little easier to get to different parts of the city. So, what English speakers would say is um oh, I'm gonna go to the south end of the city. I'm gonna jump on the highway or I'm gonna jump on the bypass or I'm gonna jump on the beltway or belt line um and it's just a way to quickly drive at highway speeds to get to another part of the city. Cities that have this type of road are really easy to get around. In Toronto though, if you jump on any of the highways that go through Toronto, you usually end up in a traffic jam. A city might have a landmark. A landmark is any recognizable feature of the city. It might be natural or it might be something that was built there um but a landmark is something that usually you can see from far away. So, it could be a tower. Um, and it it's just something that is unique to that city. You can also use it when you're walking around the city so you know where you are. And like I said when I uh, was saying how to give directions, you could say um look at this walk toward the CN Tower and then when you get to the bottom of it, you know, head north or something. So, you can use it to give directions as well. A lot of cities, big cities will have what's called a convention center. A convention center is just a large building that can be used for different kinds of shows. What I mean by show though isn't like a TV show. Um a show like uh in Toronto, they'll have a car show and you can go there and see all the new cars. So, Nissan and Lamborghini and um every car maker you can think of comes and shows their new cars. So, you can go to the convention center for a car show. They might have a boat show. They might have a home and garden show. 
Before COVID, there were a lot of shows that you could go to and almost all of them are at what's called a convention center. There might be a station in your city. Let me make this a little bigger. In Toronto, the station, the main train bus transit station is called Union Station. It might have a different name in your city but there is usually one main station. It might be Grand Central Station. It might be Union Station. Uh it might have a different name entirely but usually there will be at least one main station in your town where you would go if you wanted to travel somewhere. You might find a lot of parking garages. Um out in the country, we don't need parking garages but in the city, there are buildings where you can drive your car and go all the way to the top or it might even go underground and you will park your car there. Um in Toronto, there are a lot of parking garages. It's quite expensive to park your car in a parking garage but um it's sometimes uh yeah, I was gonna say it's it sometimes shocks me how expensive it is to park in the city. It's quite a bit more expensive. Where I live, you don't pay to park anywhere but in the city, you often have to pay for parking. Your city and a lot of cities are trying to do this might have a bike path on the same road where cars go. Um sorry, it might have a bike lane on the same road where cars drive or it might have special bike paths where only bikes are allowed to go. So, I kind of messed that up. So, let me re-explain. A bike path is a path. It might be paved or it might be gravel just for bikes. A bike lane is a part of an existing road where bikes are allowed to drive on. A lot of cities are trying to increase the number of bike paths and bike lanes that they have because a city that is bikeable is a very friendly city. If you can bike to different parts of the city, um it's very very handy and enjoyable. And in fact, uh the Netherlands is probably the place in the world with the most bikes and they have really cool designs for their cities so that you can bike everywhere. Okay, I'm gonna end with three negatives. Are you ready? Three things that I don't like about the city. Number one, the smell. When I go to the city, you might think that Canada is this beautiful country and everything is wonderful but when you go to the city, the city has a certain smell to it. It smells a little bit like garbage. It has certain odors and smells. Not everywhere but sometimes you're walking down the street and you'll just smell like maybe there's a dumpster full of garbage and maybe the garbage is rotting a little bit. Um but so, the first negative thing about cities, sometimes they smell. Number two, sometimes there is a lot of pollution. Cities sometimes have smog. Where I live, the air is always clear. There's never any smog here. Sometimes it gets a little humid. Earlier this summer, there were forest fires. So, there was some pollution but generally, there's no pollution in the country. In the city, depending on your city, there might be a lot of smog. There might be a lot of pollution in the air and then light pollution. I mentioned how much I love the city lights. I love the look of the city at night especially when it rains because it makes everything have like a really cool look to it. Um but some people don't like the light pollution. If you were someone who liked astronomy and you had a telescope and you liked looking at the stars, if you live too close to the city, the city has so much light coming out of it, it makes it hard to do that. So, three things I don't like about the city, smell, pollution and light pollution. That's it. Other than that, I like most things about the city. Hey, that's the end of the lesson but let me jump over and we will finish off as many questions as I can. Oh, there's a lot of questions. Let me go as quickly as I possibly can. Kai, is there a landfill in town? I never knew the existence of that place. So, most cities take their garbage outside of the city and if there is a landfill or what we sometimes call a dump, it will be far outside the city limits. Um let's see here. I'm gonna skip the next one. A lot of these are not about let's see here. Answer. So, I wanted to know the answer to this too. Mickey, morning, Bob. Once I've heard that in Australia, people call downtown CBD. 
Does that make sense? I'm headed to CBD. We're gonna look this up and we're gonna find out what it means. Meaning of CBD. It came up in Eugene's question, right? Central business district. There you go. A very common phrase used in Sydney, Australia. Okay. Now, we know. Uh let's see here. Freddie. Hi, Bob. I often use the word village. Is this correct or is this a misuse for the French from the French language? If not, which word should I use? Thanks a lot. Have a good day. In Canada, the town or village or city will decide what their name is. They'll decide if they're a village. They'll decide if they're a town. So, you might have a sign that says, welcome to the village of Font Hill or welcome to the town of Smithville. And so, you'll know from the sign. Using the word village to talk about a city doesn't work in English. Uh, mais je, com- je comprends pourquoi parce que tu utilises le mot ville en français, n'est-ce pas? Because you use the word ville en, in French. So, yes, village only used for a place that's actually called a village. Uh, let's see here. Daydreaming says, hello, teacher Bob. I hope you have a great day. I'm curious about the area you live in. Is Does the Wi-Fi work there? I think the data in my country is not that good. Yes, but I have an antenna 60 feet up in the air and I pay quite a bit of money for my internet but it works good. Uh let's see here. Moving through these questions. This is from Sakana. Hello, Mr. Bob. What is your favorite city? Wanting to visit it after COVID Paris. I really want to go to Paris. I hope you, I wish you all the best. I'm gonna make a switch there. I wish you all the best. Thanks a lot for your videos. That really helped me to improve my English. No problem. I'm happy to help. Uh let's see. Paul from Russia has kind words. Hey, Mr. Bob. Mrs. Bob. That S. We gotta take that S out, Paul. Hey, Mr. Bob. What are you up to these days? I'm writing this down to say that you do the right things. I've been watching for almost a year. I think keep it up. Thanks, Paul. I do really appreciate that. Thank you for the kind words. Nazir. Hi, teacher Bob. How are you doing? I'd like to know which one is the busiest city in the world. Have a wonderful day. I think busiest city in the world. I'm gonna say cities like London, Paris, Los Angeles, New York, um, Shanghai, Tokyo. Those gotta be some of the busiest cities in the world. I don't know for sure but I think those cities are just super, super busy. Okay, from Japan. Do trains in Toronto come on time and on the reg? Short for regular because Japanese trains come on time like every three minutes in Tokyo. Ha ha, thank you. Yes, most of the time. Um they're they're timely enough that you can count on them but they might be a minute or two um late. Not usually though. I've never waited for a train more than a minute or two. So, um mate says, hi, Basque country teacher. In Canada, living in the city center is more expensive than living in the suburbs. Thank you. It depends on the city. In some cities, the city center is quite old and it might be reasonable but most cities, I would say it's more expensive. The closer you get to the downtown or city center, it's probably more expensive. Uh, Let's see here. Next question from Jen. Hi, Bob. Do you think children should be growing up in the city or in the country? What do you think about creating content for English advanced learners? Thank you. Um, I think the city is good. I I don't mind the city. I like it that my kids are growing up out in the country but I do wish they had more experience being in the city from time to time. Um and then I do have some content for more advanced learners on my second channel. Um, where I do three lessons a day. I do tend to speak a little more quickly uh, on that channel, Jin. It's called Bob's Short English Lessons. Um so, Isabel says, how do you deal in your cities having two languages, English and French? So, this is not really that common in Canada. Montreal and Ottawa are probably the two cities that have distinct English and French speaking populations. Most other cities will speak mostly one language or the other. Quebec City speaks mostly French. Toronto speaks mostly English. Um the cities that have a lot of people who speak both languages generally have French and English areas. Like there's the French part of the city and the English part of the city and then a lot of areas where people uh mix together. Um Winter White says, hi, Bob. Which kinds of traditions 
or customs in your city have dissipated as time goes by? I don't know. We still have parades every year at Christmas. There's still a lot of festivals in the city. There's a lot of concerts. Outdoor concerts are quite popular. Um certainly um horse racing has slowly gone away um and those kinds of things but uh yes. Naomi says, hi teacher Bob. Have you ever worked for a school in the city? If yes, is there any difference between teaching in the city and the countryside? Thank you so much. I think there used to be. I think students from the country and students from the city used to be very different but you have to think now they all have the internet and they've all had the internet for a long time for 10 or 20 years. So, they see and hear all the same things as each other. I think the internet has made students very similar now. I think before that, you know, kids from the country would know a lot more about farming and kids from the city would know a lot more about, you know, music and culture and stuff but I don't know. Right now, I think it's fairly similar. Jarmila, I'm only sending hugs to you teacher but Robert from the heart of Europe from my amazing country, the Czech Republic. Thank you so much, Jarmila. I hope you're having a great Friday. Uh let's see here. I'm just going through the questions here to pick out ones that are about the city. So, we have Eduardo. Hi, Eduardo. Good morning, Mr. Bob. What do you call when a city gets bigger and its limit reaches other cities' limits? So, sometimes cities will amalgamate. Isn't that a nice word? You'll have a big city and another city and they'll grow and then they'll they'll become one city and we call that amalgamation. Sometimes two cities will amalgamate. You should look that word up. It's a great word, isn't it? Amalgamate. Um again, I'm only answering questions about the city. So, if you don't see yours, sorry about that. Uh let's see here. Marcos. Are there other ways to refer to countryside cities? A few days ago, I saw a YouTube video headline saying to people, just stop using it. Thanks in advance. We don't use that term in Canada. So, it's not familiar to me at all. In Canada, you either live in the country or you live in the city or you live in a town or village or on the outskirts of the city or just outside the city. Um Emmy, what's the difference between an apartment and a flat in cities? So, in Canada, we use the term apartment. In the UK, they would use the term flat. It simply means, you know, there's an apartment building uh and you rent a small space in there. So, generally, we would say apartment in Canada. If you use the word flat, we would totally understand you. That's not a problem. Uh let's see here. Geethma says, hi, Bob from Sri Lanka. What's the landmark in your city? Well, there's a city close to me that has a big fish when you drive into that city. Um but I would say What's the landmark of Hamilton? The steel factories? The there's a huge bridge, the Skyway Bridge. Maybe that's the landmark. When you get to cities like Toronto though, it's definitely the CN Tower. Uh that would be one of the best landmarks. Um let me see here. So, Larcia says, hi, Bob. I have a question. What's the difference between village and countryside? Thank you. So, I live in the countryside. Everyone lives about half a kilometer apart. So, there's lots of fields. There's lots of farms but if you drive far enough, you get to a small village where the houses are right beside each other. There's only about 30 houses though. It's a very small village. Um let's see here. Alexander, (laughs) how much do you pay for the internet? I pay $289 a month for my internet connection plus tax. So, if you wanna know the exact number, uh let's see here. Um equals 289 times 1.13. So, I pay $326 a month Canadian for my internet and it's not if I lived in the city, I would pay $99 a month for my internet and it would be five times faster. Isn't that crazy? But that's one of the joys of living out in the country. That's one of the most expensive parts of running a YouTube channel for me is the internet connection. So, um let's see here. That's it. Hey, we're done. There we go. Two minutes early just like last week. Hey, thank you so much for watching. Thanks to Dave for being here. I don't think Todd actually showed up. I should have texted him. Oh, well. Thanks, Dave for moderating the chat. Thanks to Sean 
from Free99 English uh, for hanging out in the chat. It's always good to have another English teacher here. Uh, and thanks to Rod, the English teacher as well for hanging out. Uh, thanks to all of you who are members. Um, like I said, it helps me pay to run this channel. It helps me do cool things. Uh, it helps me make better lessons actually when you become a member. So, thank you so much for doing that. Um and thank you for watching. I hope you enjoyed this. This lesson will come out in a couple days. It will be shorter, about 27 minutes long. I'll remove all of the user questions. Um and there is no live lesson tomorrow. Remember, I do three weeks in a row on Saturdays. Tomorrow, there will be no live lesson I'm not sure what I'll be doing. Jen will put me to work on the farm. I'm sure I'll be busy doing something. Uh thanks for watching. Let me just shout out some names. Anuat, thanks for watching. Paolo, Pavlo, thanks for watching. Judith, Tony, thanks for watching. Joseph, let me scroll back. Wanda, uh Jolma is here. Marcos, Ravenna, good to see all of you. Thank you so much. Rod, once again, uh thanks Nightbot for being here <laughs> and moderating the channel. Uh and thanks to the 538 people who watched this. I hope you enjoyed it. Do watch it again uh in a couple days. The reason I say that is because learning a language includes doing a lot of repetition. So, if you've watched this whole lesson and if you listen to it or watch it again in a couple days, it's just really, really good for your English learning. So, do that. It's very, very helpful. Uh by Semra, Maria, Audie, Freddie Wolf, uh Tamar, Marcos. Oh, I said bye to Marcos already. Semra. Oh, I'm now I'm repeating myself. Yaroslav, Bazarab, bye. Uh good to see all of you. Um I hope you have a good weekend. I'll see you Tuesday though with a brand new lesson. So, bye everybody. Have a good Friday. I'm off to work now. Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash Bob the Canadian.